I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Scotty Sun podcast with myself, Robert Grieve, and our new football writer, Colin Duncan. Colin, welcome to the Scotty Sun. Cheers, Robert. Glad to be on board. Colin's finally joined the big newspaper. Big victory for Celtic at the weekend. They've virtually tied up the championship with a 3-1 victory over Hearts at Tynecastle. They're uh, all but champions now, Colin. Are they worthy champions in your eyes? Yeah, they are worthy champions. I mean, they haven't been the, have a fantastic season by their own high standards, but they're still being comfortably the best team in Scotland this season. Healthy cushion at the top of the league over Aberdeen. I, don't, I think it's going to take some kind of miracle for Aberdeen to overhaul that 30-odd goal difference. But yeah, I mean, they've... They have struggled at times in big games. The cup competitions haven't been kind to them. Ronnie Delius had some, you know, high-profile reverses in Europe as well. But domestically, the Premiership, they they're, they're most certainly the worthy champions. That's a thing. It's a cliche, obviously, but the table doesn't lie, does it? They're far and away the best team in the country because the table shows that. Yeah, definitely. And Lee Griffiths has, has been instrumental in, in, in the winning. You know, the number of goals he's scored this season is, is quite incredible deservedly won the PFA Player of the Year award at the weekend. Tierney's been another real standard. He's been a real find for, for Celtic this season. You just wonder if Griffiths hadn't been there this season, I had picked up an injury, whether Aberdeen might have been able to, to get a bit closer to them and, and, and make it a bit closer. How well do you rate him and how highly do you rate him? 39 goals this season for Lee Griffiths, absolutely sensational return in terms of strength rate are Celtic lucky to have him is he someone do you think that clubs in England will still be looking at I think they will I mean he obviously had a spell at Wolves and, and, and did reasonably well there before he came back up the road and was excellent at Hibs and he, he's been on fire at Celtic I mean he's one of the few players that's really improved under Ronnie Dyer you know everybody keeps saying that players are, are going backwards but Griffiths is one of the as the exception he's really really progressed he's knuckled down he's sorted out all the stuff that was happening off the park He's really concentrated on his football. I mean, the goal return is absolutely incredible, regardless of what league you're playing in. And he keeps doing it week in, week out. Even when he has his setbacks and he misses the penalty, he just picks himself up and gets on with it again. He's got real strong mental resolve, which is which always helps as a striker. Shooter now for Hearts. Closed down well, though, by Griffiths. They've both just been booked a moment ago for a skirmish. Well, that's good play by Griffiths. Top-class play by Lee Griffiths. It's goal number 39 of the season. And he made this all by himself, nutmegging Suter here and leaving Alexander helpless. Going to be good for Scotland as well, isn't it? The World Cup qualifiers start, I think, in September. And to have someone like Lee Griffiths who's just beginning to hit the peak probably of his career, that's got to be a good thing for Gordon Strachan getting into these games. Well, goals has always been a problem for Scotland yeah. at international level. So the fact that Gordon Strachan's got, got another option alongside Stephen Fletcher, Stephen Naismith. You know, so the fact that Lee's up there. And Gordon was reluctant to pick him at the start of his reign. And, and Lee's really had to, you know, work, work tremendously hard to, to get into his plans. And, he, and he's done that. And I, I don't think there's any way you can, you can leave him out. You know, he's really knocking on the door to be one of the first names on Gordon's team sheet. 
must admit, I was quite pleased for Ronnie Dyler at the weekend. I think he looked like a man with a weight lifted off his shoulders with that victory at Tynecastle. As I say, they're virtually champions now, Celtic. But he has been a man under, under pressure, hasn't he, Dyler, with everything that's going on in the last few months. Terrible results in Europe earlier in the season. Some say he probably shouldn't have survived that, but he did. He's still there. You've got to give him some credit, don't you, for winning the league? Well, you have to give him credit for winning the league. I mean, it still has to be won. I mean, he has looked a man under pressure. He looks as if he's aged a good few years in the last couple of months with all the different things that's been happening. You know, the tin lid being the old firm defeat, losing to Ross County as well. He has been had a lot to contend with, but that's that's what comes with being Celtic manager. You know, if, you, if you're a manager of, of one of the old firm teams, that comes with the territory and, and you, you have to, you're, you're in the spotlight, you're there to be shot at. So dealing with the pressures, pressures part and parcel of, of, of the gig as Celtic manager. But he did, he did look totally relieved at the weekend. There's this, there's this theory with, with some Celtic fans that the press don't like Ronnie, that he's uh, we've almost hounded him out of the job, which I think is absolute nonsense because I think you'll agree, Colin, we all do like him, he's a, he's a good guy. But has the job been too big for him? Is that the, the long and short of it? Has the job just been too big for him? Yeah, I mean, Ronnie is a good guy. I don't think anybody who comes into contact with Ronnie particularly in the media, uh, has a bad word to say about him. He's honest, charming, dignified, you know, there's, yeah. he, re- he really is a genuinely good guy. But yeah, the job is just, he's just looked a little bit out of his depth. And I think it's the fact that he, he's made the same mistakes in the big games. You know, the, 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 re- the European games. Yeah, the re- European games, you know, the same defensive mistakes. He's tried to play the same system. He keeps, you know, teams keep figuring it out. They keep losing silly goals, making rash errors. I think one of the other things, he just tried to change too much. There's a lot of foreign managers when they come up, when come to Scotland, they try to change too much too soon. You know, they realise maybe, yeah, there is aspects of our culture that aren't quite suited to tailored to professional football. Like our old chips, Colin, nothing yeah. wrong with that. So he's come in and he's trying to, you know, revolutionise everything and, and just some players just haven't bought into it. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to cajole them along and get them to buy into your messages bit by bit. But I think he maybe just tried to do things too quickly, too soon. He also came with a rigid plan. He had a, a formation in his head, the way he wanted to play. And come hell of high water, that's the system he's played. You know, he hasn't deviated. And sometimes you have to be a bit more flexible, particularly in those bigger games. When the results go against you, you need to change and try something different. And I think Ronnie's stuck to his, his same methods and the same same system. And I think that's partly being his biggest undoing. I think one of the one of the things he talked about after the game at Tynecastle was that he was absolutely convinced that he did not lose the dressing room. He actually made that comment unprompted that I didn't lose the dressing room, he said. But he signed too many players, didn't he? I think that was one of his big problems. He signed too many players. He's got maybe 15 players in that squad of his who are nowhere near the first-team squad, and I don't think that did him any favours. No, there was no continuity selection. He had far too many players... In his squad, Ronnie didn't seem to know who his best team was. Yeah. That was part of the problem. I mean, if you look at the other side of the old firm, Rangers have got a pretty thin squad. Yeah. Matt Warburton had continuity selection. It's the same players week in, week out. Give a you know couple of changes here and there. That's what helped him enormously. Celtic just constantly, constantly changing, tinkering here, there. Plus, you've also when you've got so many players, you've got so many players going to be unhappy because they're not even in the squad. No, they're not even in the match day squad. They're sitting. They're playing under twenty football. You know that that, that thing we like it. We can be kind of poisonous behind the scenes. Can't you? Guys here are nowhere near the squad. It's not deliberately, not maliciously, but it, it doesn't improve anything. 
No, I mean, even younger players can can put up with it slightly easier because yeah. they're, they're thinking that their chance is going to come. But when you've got older guys, I mean, Chris Commons is the obvious example. You want to be playing football. You don't want to be sitting in the stand or sitting on the bench. And if that's happening week in, week out, particularly when you see some of the guys who are getting a game, a regular start, not producing the goods, yet they straight the next week they're straight back in the team. I think that's what leads to the resentment. Plus, you get guys like Scott Allen and Ryan Christie. They're just not getting a look in when when they're probably thinking, well, I could do a better job in the middle of that Celtic midfield. Colin Kazim, Richard scored an important goal for Celtic the weekend. He signed an 18-month contract, Colin, when he came in. Do you think he can have a Celtic future? Do you think the next manager of Celtic will look at him and think he can be a player for him? He's got a bit of a pedigree, but I mean, he doesn't seem to last anywhere he goes, which would have alarm bells ringing for a kickoff. It seems strange to give him such a lengthy deal. You were thought, well, maybe give him to the end of the season. Let's see how he performs. If he earns himself a new deal, then he'll get it. You know, the fact that they've given him one, you know, to, to the end of next season as well, seemed very strange. But we haven't really seen much of him to, to, to judge how good he is, how fit he is, whether he can do a job. You can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottysun.co.uk slash sport. Well, the champagne is on ice for Celtic right now because of Aberdeen's 4-1 victory over Motherwell Pataudry. A fantastic result for them, it has to be said, given they knew the title was absolutely gone had they dropped anything. Johnny Hayes, Colin, got them off and running. I think he earned a penalty with a great run early on, which was scored by Kenny McLean. And I think Johnny Hayes has been one of the, the real heroes of their season. He was nominated for the PFA Player of the Year, picked by Lee Griffiths, of course, but, but Hayes has been a real talent this season, hasn't he? Yeah, most certainly. I think behind Griffiths, he's been the the second best player in Scotland this season. You know, when he's not in the Aberdeen team, that's when they really, really struggle. No, he's been a revelation. You know, he's got he's got everything. He, he's he's works hard. He's quick. He's tenacious. He scores all sorts of terrific goals. You know, he's, he's a huge, huge asset. I think Aberdeen will struggle to keep hold of him in the summer because there's bound to be plenty of interested parties given it the season he's had. And he does it consistently. You know, it's not just this season. It was last season, even when he was at Inverness, when he when he won his move to Aberdeen, he was churning in good performances week in, week out. He's also in line for a chance to play at the European Championships. You know, this summer he was given his his Republic of Ireland debut a couple of weeks ago in a friendly against Switzerland, and by all accounts did exceptionally well when he came on. So he's been top draw this season. You say that that debut for the Republic of Ireland coming just a few weeks ago. That's surprising. He's not exactly a youngster. Is Hayes, and he's just just managing to break into the into that national team. But he will have a chance of going to the Euros. He must have a real chance of doing that. Even if he's not starting, he's an impact player. Yeah. He's a guy that makes things happen. When he's on the pitch, he's always liable to do something special. And there's players like that are few and far between. And especially in international football and in the Euro, I mean, a lot of these will be tight, nervy encounters. People, especially in the group matches teams, countries not want to give much away if you've got somebody like Johnny Hayes that can come on and smash one home from 30 yards which he, which he's, he's well capable of doing, you know, th- those players are worth their weight in gold I think he will squeeze him, squeeze his way into Martin Neal's squad. Aberdeen are 9 points adrift of Celtic right now with as I say the, the championship race virtually over, is that a good season for Aberdeen Com? Has Derek McInnes got as much out of that squad as, as was possible or could they have done more? There's a, there's a school of thought that they should have done better, that this was their big chance, that they'll never have a better chance, and I kind of go along with that. But at the same time, they've had a good season, haven't they? They have had a good season. They've consolidated what they did last season. They chased Celtic home, 
They've made a decent fist to the title race this year, albeit they have got the second biggest budget in Scotland, I mean, so they, sh- they should be there or thereabouts. When they look back in the season, there's been a couple of just key games when they get right on the coattails of Celtic and just weren't able to press home that superiority and just threw in a bad result here, a bad result there, just to let Celtic just get a wee bit away from at the top of the league. But the finishing second are only nine points behind with three games to go. I mean, they, they, it's, it's hard to be critical of Aberdeen, but I'm sure the players themselves, if you ask them, they, they probably think they maybe could could have pushed, pushed Celtic a little bit more this season. Should we expect the same from them next season? Or is it, are we thinking Rangers going, going back into the Premiership? Are thinking Hearts are going to be stronger? Or do, we, or do we still look at Aberdeen as being the, the second force in Scotland right now? I think as it stands just now, they probably are the, the, the second force, given that they've consistently done it for a few seasons under Derek McInnes. Rangers coming back into the equation is certainly going to turn it up a notch or two. Whether they're able to sustain the level of football that they've been playing in the Championship over an entire season in the top flight remains to be seen. It's a million-dollar question, but... Providing Aberdeen can hold on to the likes of Hayes and your name again and bring in a few more players, then there's no reason. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Reason why they can't be up there challenging again next season. It is going to be more difficult, the fact we've got Rangers and Hearts have got a year under the belt in the top flight. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sun Sport on Twitter. Rangers had a 2-2 draw with St Mirren and Paisley on Sunday. Kenny Miller scoring along with Jason Holt. Fantastic goal he scored. Sitman backing off, Clark. Linking with Holt. Good return pass, here's Jason Holt. Brilliant finish by Jason Holt, his 10th goal of the season. It was well engineered here by Nicky Clark. But Sitman pegged him back and got a 2-2 draw. Mark Wallerton, though, named the PFA Scotland Manager of the Year at their awards bash on Sunday night in Glasgow Corn. He'll be delighted with that. Is that the right decision in your eyes? Is he the manager of the year? Is he the best manager in the country this season? I mean, there's a few few candidates, but I think it's hard to quibble with the, the job that Mark Warburton's done this season. He's improved them dramatically, hasn't he? Well, you, you think how queer Rangers were this time last season and what Mark, Mark Warburton's done, you know, and the number of players that have come in, the, the, the transformation in the squad, the transformation in the style of football. 
he's managed to do that while at the same time he has won the, the championship quite convincingly won the Petrofac Cup which we fully expect him to do and he's reached this, the Scottish Cup final in his first season in charge so it's, it's, it's hard to disagree with him being manager of the of, of the season I mean, but by the same token Peter Houston's done an absolute wonderful job at Falkirk you know a fraction of the budget available yeah. to Mark Warburton Ray McKinnon's coming in did another terrific job at Wraith Rovers to get them in the playoffs I mean these guys are are certainly worthy candidates as well. Well, what would you expect from Rangers next season? Mark Warburton's gone on record already saying that the system and the style of play that he's brought to the club is one he's going to persist with. He believes in it. He believes that he can bring success next season. They're very open at times, Rangers, aren't they? They're very expansive and going forward, that's fantastic, but it tends to leave themselves wide open. I think in the Old Firm game, though, in fairness, they, they coped with everything that Celtic threw at them, but you think he's going to have to tinker with that system a little bit coming up? To the Premiership corner, you think you can get away with sticking back? I don't think there's any doubt that he'll he'll stick with the same philosophy. I think that's that's he's got, that's the way he plays. That's the way his teams play, and I think he's going to go with that. I mean, if you remember back to the start of the the Championship. I think they won one of the first twelve games or something. They were scoring four and five and six goals every week, and then teams started to figure them out a bit more. Started being more defensive, more cautious sitting in making it much much harder for them to break down I think you'll find they'll, they'll come across a lot more of that in the Premiership obviously they're up against better teams every week more organised teams well drilled fitter stronger faster because they're all playing full time football so it is going to be more difficult for them next season I mean, whether they're able to sustain it over the entire course of a campaign remains to be seen but I, I don't think he'll deviate from, from the style of football that he, he plays I was at the Sitman Rangers game on Sunday and I thought Rangers actually played really, really well in spells in the game, even though they ended up drawing the match. But they gave St chances, they gave St opportunities because of the way they played. But I tell you what, if you're a Rangers fan, you're probably sitting quite happy because you're being entertained. They're actually trying to play the game the right way. And for many seasons before Mark Warburton came in, there was no real style to the Rangers' performances. But was there? There is now. And that's got to be a good thing for Rangers fans. No, I mean, the, the football before he came in was turgid it was dreadful there's no yeah. there's no point sugarcoating the, the, the way that they were playing football it was it was awful to watch at times this is far more easy on the eye but they will concede goals they just that is the way their full backs bomb forward sometimes they leave their, their centre backs exposed they're always willing to play the ball out the back from the back take a chance they, they are going to teams who play against Rangers know they will get chances to score goals I was going to ask you about Jason Holt specifically, Colin, because for me he's one of the unsung heroes in that Rangers squad in the division. He's been absolutely outstanding for me this season. I think if you look at the spell that Martin Wycong had out of the team, I think it coincided with, with Holt being out of the team. Would you agree with that? Is he someone that's impressed you this season when you've seen him, former Hearts player uh, at Rangers? He, he's For me he's been outstanding. Yeah, totally agree. I think arguably he's probably been Rangers' best player. I know Wallace and Tavernier and Waghorn have, have been more of the, the limelight and, the, and the, the headlines and deservedly so because they, they have a terrific season themselves but I think Holt is, the, is the, the, main, the main man in the team. He makes everything tick. He does a lot of stuff that nobody sees but he's quietly effective. You know, he's Technically, he's very good. He's got a terrific engine where he can run all day. He's got great vision. And he's also a terrific finisher, probably the best finisher in the Rangers team. He's always very composed, he never panics, never rushes, and he always picks the right option. I think he's been absolutely outstanding this season. And it wouldn't be surprised surprise me if, if he's another one of the guys that Gordon Strachan's, Strachan's looking at. 
you know, whether he's quite there yet to, to make the, the step into to international football, but he's certainly not far away. I think Gordon Strachan will potentially just be waiting to see how he copes in the Premiership, and if he, if he continues the way he's playing, I agree with you entirely, I think he will be uh, in Gordon's plans for the coming months. Like Sunsport on Facebook for all the Scottish football latest. Falkirk, Hibs and, and Wraith are, are the teams going to the playoffs from the Championship column in the hope of joining uh, Rangers in the Premiership it's going to be fascinating isn't it in, in the next couple of weeks who would you put your money on as being the team out of that lot that's going to take on the Premiership side I mean it is intriguing you know there's Hibs having to play that extra game and, and I mean Wraith have been, have been excellent in, in recent Wraith months Wraith are the form team arguably they aren't they they've tend to run perfectly and, and Wraith had the chance to rest a couple of his key players because they knew that that playoff was secure but my money would probably just be on Falkirk emerging out of that uh, trio of clubs to, to take on whoever it is in the, the, the Premiership side. I think just that extra the extra rest is really invaluable. You know, it's you know, the having to you know, if it was Hibs having to if they had to play play Wraith and they won that and having to play Falkirk and then another another match to get in. I mean it's a huge, huge ask of any club to play so many high profile games with so much pressure on in such a short space of time I think Falkirk have done really well to secure second they can have a week off relax recharge the batteries and they also have got a cracking record against Hibs I mean Hibs yeah. they really have the Indian sign over Hibs so if, if it is Hibs who managed to beat Wraith then I think Falkirk would, would really fancy their chances uh, to turn them over over to them This is Blair Alston Morton have to be careful of these challenges it's Miller again. There's Paul Watson! And Falkirk have the vital goal they need so badly. Courageous header from Watson. His manager, Alan Subs, I think was playing down the significance of finishing third for his team, but I suppose he has to do that, doesn't he? There's no point in him dwelling on it. They are where they are, and he has to go over that. But I, th I agree with you entirely. I think that Hibs look, look a team who need a rest. They've played relentlessly in the last few months, and I think... Uh, an extra week off would have done them the world of good but I wouldn't discount Wraith Rovers I think as you pointed out Colin Ray McKinnon's done a sensational job there they've had a little rest rest of their key players in recent weeks and it'll be interesting to see how they go on in that first game w would you expect the team generally though from the Championship Colin how do you think they're going to perform generally against the team from the Premiership the team from the Premiership whoever it is it looks like it's going to be Kilmarnock, Hamilton or Partick they're on, the, they're on the slide whereas the team from the Championship you would think would have a little bit more confidence about them I don't think any of the championship teams, whoever it is, will, will fear whether it's Partick, um, Kilmarnock or Hamill. I, I, I think they will fancy their chances of, of beating them over two legs. But it's, it's just those additional games that whether they take their toll having to play so many games, whereas the top flight team's got the advantage of only having to one, one do or die match. They know what they have to do. They can prepare for it once the, the the season's over, and that's what they have to do. Whereas if it's Hibs and Wraith and Falkirk, those additional matches, you know, having to go to the well time and time yeah. again, it's you know physically they will be able to cope. Mentally, it can be very draining just having to play so many of these games over and over again in such a short space of time. And the rest period between the legs is is you know a couple two and three days. That's asking a lot of the players. I think we all agree that the playoff situation, the format of the, the situation of the playoff is fantastic. But is the format slightly skewed? It seems to be, in my eyes, calling heavily weighted towards the Premiership side, and, and it's almost unfair. I think you'd agree with that, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, personally, I'd rather see it as just a straight 
semi-final and final. The team's second, third and fourth in the championship and the team who finishes second bottom in the, in the Premiership. Two semi-finals, simple, two winners play in the final. That's it. That, that, that would be a much more suitable option in my opinion. You're certainly bringing high drama to the, the final weeks of the season though and I think you have to give enormous credit to Kilmarnock at the weekend. That has to be probably, for me it has to be the result of the day in the division. A 4-0 win over Hamilton in a game which it must give them real hope Colin, of, of actually avoiding uh, 11th place. Lee Clark, he's done a, he's had a very difficult job in his hands, obviously since getting in there. And I think every week he's been telling us that the team's been playing well, but they did actually back that up with, with four fantastic goals at the weekend. This is McKenzie, away from Gordon. Ball looked to be out of play, but play continues. Here's Greg Kilty. Well, that's a great finish by Kilty. Kilmarnock take the lead, a crucial opening goal. But the arguments go on. Was this ball out of play? That's the question. Greg Kilty didn't care about that as he thundered the ball home. If Kilmarnock had lost at the weekend, that was that was game over as far as, as, as getting out the, the, the relegation playoff spot was concerned. But to go to Hamill, not just to win, but to win so convincingly, must fill, you know, fill the players with so much optimism going into the last two or three games of the, of the, and, the and campaign. And Phil Hamilton would dread it. Psychologically, for their point of view, that's got, a, got an impact, doesn't it? Well, well Hamilton, are, are, you know, the relegation rivals have just been turned over 4-0 at home, and that's bound to have, a, have an impact. And for the same token, Patrick Thistle, who, who were two weeks ago were playing to get into the top six against Ross County and Dingwall, all of a sudden find themselves dragged right back into the mire. I mean, they were... They were abs- I was at that match on Saturday. They were dreadful against Inverness. So that's them. They're only six points clear of Kilmarnock and they have to go to Rugby Park next weekend. Now, if they lose that, yeah. then, you know, the, the three points, Hamilton right in the mix. So, so they're on the slide. So Kilmarnock are the team who've got a little bit of momentum at this moment in time. If they go and beat Partick Thistle next weekend, it's going to make it really, really interesting as to, to, to who finishes second bottom. It's, it's going to be the great thing about the new setup, isn't it? In years gone by, United would be gone by now, and the rest of the teams would be sitting their cigars out. But here we are, we've still got three teams in that Premiership who are battling for their lives, and, and four te- uh, three teams in the Championship who are hoping to come up. It makes it fantastic, doesn't it, for the last few weeks of the season. You look at the Hamilton uh, Kilmarnock game, and Hamilton had a huge travelling support by their standards. I think there was almost 1,500 fans for, uh, at Hamilton for them. There's real excitement there for the fans, real drama in the next couple of weeks. Well, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, it looked as if it was all over. It was, you know, a f- yeah. you know, we done de-united, done and dusted, and it looked, for, for all intents and purposes, that Kilmarnock were, go- were, were going to be down there and, and joining them. But it, it just shows you the turnaround in, in results and the fact that, you know, that now that everybody's got something to play for in that bottom, bottom six, the, the next few weeks are going to be absolutely fascinating. Well, that's, uh, that's how it's going to pan out. The Dundee Derby at Dens Park tonight. Dundee can relegate their big rivals. Neil, our producer, is a massive United fan. We're just about to take his shoelaces off him <laughs> and make sure he goes home safe and well. Thanks for listening to today's podcast with myself, Robert Grieve, and Colin Duncan. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.